Hey everyone, it's Peter Rosenberg from Cheap Heat. Join me and the fearless, physically large stat guy, Greg, and of course, Super Agent 35 under 35, Dipperstein, as we tackle the biggest stories in pro wrestling each and every week. To hear us, follow the Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What a week for your humble narrator, my people. A week of travel. A week of reflection. A week of trying to regain my foothold and build this podcast to the mad titan it can be. It was also a time of redos, a, a time of resets. See, the best man at my wedding, Shane B.N., turned 40 this year, and I was there to celebrate this momentous WWE-themed affair. But I was also upset. Why? I was also filled with emotions. Why, Mac? I was surrounded by people in his friend circle, people I considered family. His brother, his wife, Shane's wife, and their kids, Cam, Sunil, Billy. People I lost contact with because of a falling out. A falling out I can't even remember what it's about. A falling out that almost caused a decade of time. Now, he has children I haven't even met, and I regret the time that I've missed. I regret not being called uncle. I regret that lost time, my people. The reason why I'm saying this is because if you have a falling out with somebody and you, and you can't even remember what it's about, try to reconnect. Make those memories. Make that time. It's something that you might not ever get back. And, and Shane, Cheese, Cam, Sunil, if you're listening, brothers, I'm sorry. Oh, and thoughts and prayers to all the people involved with this Russia-Ukraine conflict. With me right now, my people, is a big man, Adam Share, my brother. What's going on? How are you, kind sir? Doing great. Just woke up uh, back in Florida. I've been in Wisconsin for the last month training, so it's a little bit of a climate change, about 60 degrees difference from where I was. <laughs> so just got up, knocked out my fasting cardio, wolfed down a quick bowl of protein and carbohydrate slop that I like to eat first thing in the morning, and here we are. All right, big man, um, before I get started, I wanted to thank you. I don't even know if you remember this, but the lovely Kayla, she reached out to you a, a years of change ago. My wife's best friend in the world had a baby she didn't think she was going to have because they said she couldn't have babies. And you sent like a well-wish video to this random girl named Tara. And she was like in the delivery room with the baby when she got this. And I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to do that, brother, because you didn't even know who the hell she was. And she literally, <laughs> and she literally is still talks about it. And then a third third baby's on the way. So I think you like started something because she wasn't supposed to have a second baby. Now there's a third baby coming. So I thank you for that. <laughs> Superpowers right there. The stork, the baby stork, right? So if you, if you talk to me or get too close to me, you might be having kids. I don't know. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> how, how, big, how big were you when you were born? Were you, were you big? Were you like 300 pounds when you were born? No. God bless your mother. How, what, what happened? My, luckily for my saint of a mother, uh, I was normal. Uh, I was like <laughs> half pounds and like 16 inches or 15 inches or something like that. Now my, my, my younger sister came out like a, a Thanksgiving Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I, I wanted to get, get your thoughts on, on, on the new promotion that you're, that you're a part of. And I wanted you to, 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 to give us your, your, your thoughts on your journey on getting there and talk to me about control your narrative, brother. Man, in all honesty, a lot of this really kind of started as a joke, just amongst the group of us of, of where it's gotten to now. Uh, the crazy hindsight of all this stuff was uh, I was kind of there behind the scenes when they filmed the first one when I was with WWE and stuff like that. So, you know, hiding in the back, uh, kind of giving my 
little little bit of knowledge that I have of television and stuff, you know, working so closely on all the crazy stunts and all the stuff that we produce um, with Braun Strowman through WWE, it gave me mm. a side look of how things should be shot on camera, getting continuity and being able to tell a story. So it was neat to be there. And literally right, right when they released the one I was joking around, I was like, man, you know, the day I get fired, I can't wait to come over here and, and help you guys work on this. Lo and behold, nine o'clock the next day and uh, not at 9am the next day, I got the phone call saying that my contract was going to be terminated. So maybe we talk this into fruition and uh, you know, started as an idea and as little as a little joke and a little dream amongst a group of friends that that's blossomed into this 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 wrestling child that we're growing and you know we're, we're, we're knocking on the doors you know a couple of days left here before we announce our tv partnership deal and stuff like that so a lot of big unbelievable things happening so fast you know being in the right place at the right time is literally how much of this stuff has happened is running into people that are fans of mine that are big tech investors looking for different opportunities to enjoy professional wrestling. So it's really cool partnering up with these different companies and, and entities to say that are going to be, be able to, to help us push our, our narrative out there and give fans a, a, a totally, uh, excuse me, a totally new way of watching wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Something I'm interested in, uh, Adam, is, is your name, actually. And I, I've been watching wrestling for a long time, and recently something's happened. And I think this is something you're sort of going through where the world knew you by a certain name, and now you're showing them a new name. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you often have people approach you and they use your old name instead of your new name. Um, I want to get your thoughts on how that impacts you. Do you uh, think it's, do you appreciate like, Hey, you know where I came from is, do you feel like it's disrespectful? Like, Hey, that's not my name anymore. Uh, I want to, I would love to know your thoughts on how you feel about that, but also for wrestlers, uh, in NXT 2.0, there's two, a couple wrestlers. One, uh, used to go by the name Walter now goes by the name Gunther and fans chant his old name, Walter, at him. Is that disrespectful? Is that respecting where he came from? From the performer standpoint, changing names, what is that like when people are calling you the wrong name or trying to get people to learn your new name from your perspective? 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm always proud when the fans come up to kids and stuff like that and still say Braun because I put my every ounce of being into that character. My love, sweat, hopes, tears, anxiety, everything I... I mm. I had that's just that's the performer I am in anything that I do, any walk of life, any sport that I try to partake in. I wanted to be the best. I drive myself absolutely insane. So still carrying on that legacy because in my opinion, Braun Strowman's gonna last forever. The stuff that we did with him in the sixth mm. WWE, they're going to replay it forever. I mean, if you look in the last decade, I have more views on any stuff on YouTube than anybody else has. So it's still an honor. Like I said, there's no bad blood between myself and WWE. Did it end how I wanted it to? Of course not. But that company gave me an opportunity and an avenue in life that I could have never imagined having. Now it's literally setting up where like, I'm starting my own wrestling promotion. Like, I mean, this is crazy. So there'll never be a bad word ever come out of my mouth towards that company because they, they made me who I am and gave me the opportunity to go out and continue to shine the light on the world that I want to, that I want to get out there and do it. Now, sometimes the, the, the negative side of that is though for me is, is the, the dirt sheets or the, the wrestling journalists that want to use brawn for clickbait when it's really something about Adam that Adam's doing. So I, that's the only time I don't like it because that's when it comes off as disrespectful because all that, that, that case is, is that becomes monetization. They're trying to monetize. They mm. has more views right now than Adam does. So they're using it as clickbait, spinning these articles around. So they're getting the views, they're getting the hits, they're getting the money off of them. That's the only time I don't like it. And then I can, I can see why fans, you know, per, per se are with Walter and stuff like that. And Gunther now chanting his old name. Um, Old habits, old habits are hard to break. You know, uh, I did a surprise little. Well, it wasn't a surprise. I was going to do a, a, a signing. I was up in Wisconsin, and a good friend of mine, Dave Hero, runs Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Little promotion. They work with a lot of guys that are in developmental at OVW. So I was just in town, and, and uh, Dave was hurting a little bit on the card. You know, to get somebody to draw. And we put 500 people inside of a rec hall in a bowling alley that holds like 50 people. So it's it's cool. And, you know, some of the kids still chant Braun. Now they're chanting Titan. They chant Adam. As long as they're making noise, I'm doing my job. At the end of the day, our job is to get the fans to make noise. And as long as they're screaming, whatever, I don't care what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> 
This whole time, I, I had a feeling you were tough when you said you moved to Wisconsin in wintertime. I was like, damn, I, you guys cold. I can't mess with Facts. you. Facts. <laughs> uh, my question for you, man, now you are transitioning into Titan, or if you already transitioned, uh, has it been any kind of difference from the craft standpoint? Do you approach anything differently, your matches differently, your mindset differently now that you are the Titan? I'm looking at it a little bit different, you know, like I said, with the with the Braun Strowman, Braun will never die. So, you know, the fans still want the nostalgia and the stuff that, that made Braun Braun, which at the end of the day was just Adam turned up to 11 and an uglier face. I mean, if that's possible to make <laughs> uglier, you know, but what it was. So, you know, it's, it's cool being able to go out there and the stuff that's, you know, been embedded in their minds that they're used to seeing, giving them a little taste of that, but then breaking out stuff that, that I've never done on TV that people have never seen. So I'm throwing more of an arsenal out there now and being, it's even more destructive. Like I got some really crazy power moves that I never used before just because I never really needed to because that what, you know, what I did with Braun worked, you know, uh, everything was a finish with me. So it's pretty neat, you know. <laughs> If I want to kick your head in, I kick your head in one, two, three, it's over. So at the end of the day, with Adam Share the Titan, you never know what I hit you with. It's going to be the, the end of it all. Uh, yes, everybody listen to me right now. I know you'll get mad at me because uh, yeah, yeah, I was hoping Mr. Adam's going to come on here and, and bash the product he used to be a part of. And he was going to rip it. And it's going to get grabbed from the dirt sheets. And then it's going to be all over the place. But it didn't happen. It's going to be it's a, it's a happy time. It's a happy podcast. It's about reflection. So, big man, <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on you talked about it, though. You talked about it being let go. You know, one minute you're Braun Strowman. Next minute, you know, you're, you're, on the, you're trending on Twitter for all the wrong reasons. And you talked about not having that ill will and still still you talk to the people that may be in a professional setting or they're at a corporate setting and they're somewhere where they one minute and they're not the next can you talk to them about why your mentality is the way it is why why are you so jovial you have your lady still with the company why are why aren't you more bitter why aren't you more angry why why shouldn't people be like that <laughs> why <laughs> at the end of the day it's a job man at the end of the day it's a job everybody you know you, you have your dream job and unfortunately stuff happens that's life man shit happens mm. pardon my, my my terrible English um, it happens and it's just you know rolling with the punches I'm a, I'm a glass half full guy I used to be a glass mm. empty you know my biggest thing in some of the battles that I've dealt with in, in mental health and the social anxiety that I picked up because of being in the, the public limelight you know um, it's just one of those things you, you just got to roll with the punches and uh, you know there's days where life sucks and it's remembering that the earth's going to keep turning and it wants you here and, and, and no matter how bad your hand of cards you've been dealt, there's a, there's a way to, to make it work. And it's always continuing to push yourself forward to better yourself. The second you live in the past and the anguish and the negativity that happened in your past, you're going to sit there and you're going to dwell on it. You're never going to be able to get over it. You're never going to be able to better yourself. And at the end of the day, as long as you're bettering yourself every day, striving, pushing to make yourself a better person, you're going to win in life. I don't care what you do, where you come from. The background is as long as you don't give up on yourself, the world won't give up on you. Yeah, so you mentioned about mental health and leaning into that must have been, um, I don't know, a decision moment for you. You know, everyone's going through your thing. You're performing in front of millions of people. Things are going through your mind, self-doubt, all that stuff. But what made you decide to become a little bit of inspiration for others, to work with other brands. I saw you working with Rocket on a special mental health app. What's that been like, just being an advocate for mental health and helping others? I think it's breaking walls down, you know, that 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 are been put up by society for this toxic masculinity. I mean, if you like, if you could Google toxic masculinity, you would think a picture of me would come up. I like <laughs> hunting, I like shooting guns, I like fireworks, you know, lifting weights and all that stuff. So it's breaking these stereotypes, stepping outside of this mold of what society is created with, with what they think when they see me walk into a room, they're like fee fi fo fum this dude grinds up people's kids to make bread for them and stuff like that. But I'm trying to show the world that there's more to me, for one, there's more to these giant humans that you see walking around that we're, we're articulate, we're compassionate, we're caring, we're loving. And it's an opportunity, you know, so many people are afraid to, to be open and talk about things that they've had problems with. And it's been so amazing seeing myself be opening up to giving other people the strength to do it. When we do be a star rallies with WWE and you're sitting in there and you're talking with the kids. And at, at one point when we do it, everybody then we would ask the question, raise your hand if you've ever been bullied. So everybody, other WWE superstars, raise your hands. And I would always wait to the end because I went through it severely. And you could hear the kids, no way Braun Strowman got bullied and stuff like that. So it's being able to share these stories of what happened to me, how I how I tried to make that 
you know, um, rationalize that in my head as a young man, now to growing up, understanding how things happen in life and there's going to be bullying, but how to take that negative energy and turn it into something positive to do something well for yourself, your family, your loved ones, your community and stuff like that. So it's a really cool opportunity. I think for me, letting my guard down to help other people let their guard down and realize that it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to have bad, but we're all in this together. Like I said, and um, when human beings work together, we're unstoppable. I, I can't tell you as a guy named Jack, how relieved I am that you're not going to grind up my bones into bread. <laughs> uh, but uh, as we, as we talk about uh, these, the, you said before that you used to be a, a glass half empty guy. Now you're a glass half full guy. What was the thing that made that mental shift for you? How did what made you decide to start changing the way you think about the world and make these positive mental uh, choices for yourself? What helped you make that decision? A lot of it, honestly, was the seeing how much people leaned on me and my character for support in their real life. Seeing the videos that parents would send me of their kids listening to my entrance music, holding my action figures while they're going in to be put under for anesthesia to have surgeries done, um, the make a wishes, the uh, to the be a star rallies, all that stuff. Knowing that somehow, some way, what I've been able to portray on television is connected with people in, the, in their real life that I'm able to help get them through their hard times. And it's the stuff like that is what kept me from giving up on myself and knowing like if I gave up on myself, not only am I being selfish towards my family, my loved ones, people that I'm really close with, but these millions and millions of people around the world that I might not ever get to meet, but somehow have been very impactful in their life. And that's I just woke up one day and was like, you know what? You're meant for more. You're, you're, you're here for a reason and you're here to help people. So just deal with it. It's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days, but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. And, and, and it's paid off so well being able to see the smiles and things. Uh, I, I, like I said, uh, EC3 and myself back in December did a small show in Waukesha, Wisconsin. We're able to raise $10,000 for the victims of the Christmas parade massacre in Waukesha. Well, this past Saturday, I had a kid that was a survivor of it that came to the show with the sole purpose of coming and shaking my hand and thanking me personally for being able to do that. And, and it's things like that, sitting there sharing his story, him telling me what, how, how much it meant to his family, the community, what we were doing that continues to push myself to get out of bed every day when my body's hurting to get up and do cardio first thing in the morning, eat my rice and fish, go to the gym, go to the ring, bang around and then get out there. And, you know, when my body's hurting, no one knows. At the end of the day, they're coming to see a superhero, and at the end of the day, Superman don't sell for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell? How the, how the hell you get in such shape, man? You, as, as big as you were, how, how you got got the, the audacity? You got the nerve to get more shredded and cut. Who how the who the hell you think you are? Man, I, in all honesty, a lot of it was that was one of my big ways that I got out of this mental funk. There was, you know, there's so many things in life that you can't control and you get caught up in worrying about stuff that you have no control over, not being able to control your narrative, how crazy all this falls in with everything that's going on in life and the control your narrative movement that we're doing. All this stuff fall, is so crazy for shadow falling into its place in life. And with the getting myself in shape, I tell everybody now, because I've realized it before, it was just like, I thought it was all what you did in the gym, what you ate is really what made a difference in getting in shape, being strong. Well, at the end of the day, that makes up 15% of it. What you eat, what you do in the gym makes up 15%. 85% of all this is mental. It's telling yourself to get up at six o'clock in the morning, go put your sweatsuit on, go run on the treadmill for an hour, come back, weigh out 50 grams of dried cream of rice and protein powder, mix it up into a slop and eat it. Then go to the gym, work out for two hours, come home, measure out to the gram, your rice, your fish and chicken, whatever you're doing. And then repeatedly doing that every two and a half, three hours for weeks, months on end. So it's, it's one of these things. It's a, it's a mental test of pushing yourself because they're man, don't get me wrong. I want to wake up every day and I want to eat a big slutty, greasy meat lover's omelet with hash browns and a side order of this and a side order of that. But my abs don't like that. And at the end of the day, I use my body to make a living. And I figured getting in shape, the better I look, the more in shape I could be, the more people will want to see me. So 
it all, it's that crazy yin and yang, that love hate relationship with everything. I'm so wow. glad you said that because Jack was like, man, in the mornings, do I go out and work out on my row machine? Do I go for a brisk walk? And this yeah. guy is doing empty stomach cardio. Jack, can you believe it? <laughs> no, I'm, I always ask, how do you do it right in the morning? I, I feel like I always want to work out in the morning, but as soon as I work out, wake up, my body's like, I'm not ready for that yet. I can't and be doing cardio. That's where that 85% mental comes into it of going, shut up. Suck it up. You got to do it. <laughs> oh, he's dope. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> There's a reason they don't call me the Titan. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, just real quick. You talk about food, man. What is your favorite cut of beef? Uh, do you have a favorite cut? Is it all Ooh. good? Or I'm just. Oh, good man, I'm going to a, a good steakhouse and things like that. But I'm a big fan of the dry, dry age, like bone-in ribeyes or the tomahawks. You know, those big cuts. Nice fatty marbling. It's something you can't eat all the time, but when you're gonna, when you're gonna, you know, splurge. Why not splurge with the best? Mm-hmm. I like that. Damn, damn, man. So, uh, oh, go ahead, Jack. No, 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 no. Absolutely, go ahead. Thanks, guys. Now I want to stay. <laughs> My work here is you done. Just, so you just talked all that about healthy slop, and now you gotta have a steak in, on your mind all day. I'll go get. A, I'll go get a top sirloin though, just as lean as chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was trying to live that Titan life, man. I was perusing the Instagram. So not only are you a fan of that beef, you're out there like letting off howitzers, <laughs> a cannon. What? What? Why? How? All these questions I have, baby. Oh, man. So last weekend, um, we're, we're at a place uh, right outside Uvalde, Texas called the Ox Ranch. And it's uh, and, um, it's a guy's private collection. It's a hunting preserve. He has 18,000 acres, but it, it's, it's there's over 100 different exotic animals. Like 80 of them you're allowed to hunt and a bunch of other ones there for conservation stuff. So they have a safari. You can go around it. And I was there with the Undertaker. So Undertaker and I are riding around like two five-year-olds on the back of these Humvees feeding giraffes out of corn out of our cups and riding around shooting machine guns. And, and this guy has a private tank and cannon collection. I believe he has like seven or eight operable firing fireable tanks he has a 105 millimeter howitzer 155 millimeter howitzer and like we got to talking all the rounds and the ammunition for all these things every single one of them has to be registered with the government as a weapon of mass destruction so it's just like every five-year-old that wanted to be gi joe when they grow up this is where you go <laughs> when you that joe as a, as a kid and you want you grow up so yeah it was just the thing we got to talking i was like man bucket list for me is is firing one of those big cannons and lo and behold it made it happen listen i listen i know where i'm going in the zombie apocalypse i'm going to that dude's oh, gym, man. <laughs> this place is insane private runway off stock ponds it's one of the most beautiful pieces of property i've ever seen like i said if you're into safaris tanks old military this guy has everything from you can think of that in the museum that you could look at from world war one up into modern all kinds of different stuff so it's an unbelievable collection and it can take you back into history and learn a lot of stuff so it's really neat seeing people you know preserving a lot of that things and, and whatnot because yeah I don't, I don't i don't know where else on earth you, you can go and drive around somebody's tank and blow stuff up <laughs> So, so big man, you mentioned you mentioned Undertaker, and um, he's getting inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. But in your, but your, in your opinion, if you had to, if you had to rank him off the top of your head, where, where does where does Undertaker um rank in your mind? Oh man, I mean, he's this. Everybody does the, their Mount Rushmore wrestling. I I don't think there's so many unbelievable talent that you, you. It's not fair just to put four guys up on a mount. But I mean, Undertaker is he's Undertaker. I mean, but you don't need to say any more than that. Everybody on this earth has seen or felt or heard that gong and every hair on their body stand up. And it's just, he did so much for this business and continues still to do so much for this business, going back, giving rubs to the younger guys, helping out wherever he can. I mean, with me, when I came in, I debuted on Monday Night Raw. I had five wrestling matches to my name. Um, and then I got partnered up with those guys. I think my 10th or 12th wrestling match I ever had was me and the John, late John Huber, rest in peace, brother, Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper, uh, him and I versus the Brothers of Destruction in Merida, Mexico in front of 15,000 people was like my 10th or 11th wrestling match I ever had. And, you know, having the Kane and, and uh, Taker and Big Show and Mark Henry and all of those, those guys like that, the, the legends, the, the last of the, the dinosaurs, you know, to take me underneath their learning tree was just unbelievable. That's what I said. I, I called Grant. Taker's my wrestling grandpa. Big Show's my wrestling dad. Kane's my uncle, and Mark Henry's my uncle. So we're of all a big family of giant land mammals. 
I know you got I know you got a lot going on, a lot on your plate as far as uh, the new promotion, control your narrative. Uh, we but you also dabbled in a little bit of you know you know screen time, little films. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that was that just happenstance and something you're interested in doing in the future? Any any more movies in your future? Yeah, we're, I've, I've been in talks right now. We're working on a couple little projects. Like I said, everything has been so chaotic, crazy, and whatnot. Trying to get this rolling and and stuff like that, and then uh, another project that. We'll be talking about very soon when I get the green light on that to talk about. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of other motion picture things in the works that I want to be doing. It, 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 it's like I said, I, at the end of the day, I'm an entertainer. I just any avenue I can get to put smiles on people's faces. That's what I want to do. I'm, I'm there for anything. I'm, more, I'm I'm the first wrestler that's been put in the new metaverse stuff with fame days and all these other things. And now we're working. On um, control your narrative is going to be the first wrestling promotion in in the metaverse and stuff like that with NFT characters that you can buy, play in the video games and stuff like that. So man, I like I said, we're we're hitting this with everything we got. You know, this is our our one chance to do something different, kind of change the the industry a little bit. You know, the biggest thing with control your narrative is putting a lot of the power into the talent's hand. Like that's our big thing is cutting that middleman out. You know, I hear these stories of all these guys and girls that have to travel around and pay their dues. Paying your dues is going out there and working. Well, you should get paid for that. I'm so mm. hearing these stories of people driving four or five hours, setting up a ring, going out there, putting their body on the line, and then getting a handshake and a thanks and then driving back home. That's then people coming to town are going to work for me and EC3. They're going to get paid. Because at the end of the day, this that's what this is about. This is a business. As much as I love professional wrestling and going out there and having fun with my friends, Bottom line, this is a business. We're here to make money. And if everybody, if the business is making money, the talent's making money, the owners are making money, everybody's making money. We're having fun. We're happy. And that's how you create change. I, I love the sound of that. And it's, I'm very interested to see this, this, uh, the show that you guys are doing. I'm trying to go. As you're, as you're, as you're, uh, as you're putting this show together, though, you talk about letting the wrestlers have control. How do you create a show that has a, um, that feels like it's congruent, like it all goes together while also having so many different people with so many different creative ideas all coming together to be on that same show. So, so it's neat because, like I said, everybody will have their input, but at the end of the day, you're still looking at the voice of reason. Yeah. With, with the, the things that I've been allotted to do with working with WWE and knowing how TV works, uh, I'll be the one to put my foot down on the stuff on certain things. And, and then, you know, if push comes to shove, if you don't like it, then you can have a match with me and you can come out there and see how it works real quick. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> wow. But no, it, it literally is. I mean, it is this underground fight club feel that you're that I, I hope people are getting as, as it can be. That's what we want it to be. Like I said, it's a different way of viewing wrestling. It's more storyline based. It's like, you know, we want people to get invested in the, in the characters and, and understand these trials and tribulations and things that they're going through to why they're doing what they're doing, where they're trying to go with it. Like how wrestling used to be where you didn't just advertise someone was going to wrestle and then you got to the next night. It's, it's a six months of building up where you're all, they're almost at each other and it never happens. So you, you have this anticipation because the cool thing with us is we're not trying to fill three hours of television and make corporate sponsors happy. Oh. We're, we're an hour to an hour and a half cinematic style movie that has wrestling in it. And we're just doing live events because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I have a I have a, a a big question for you here. This is this is for personal. This is for me. I I don't want, I don't want to be a fan fanboy here. Uh, you can Adam, fanboy but, out, yeah, fanboy. You Just you have Adam. You have the greatest roar in wrestling history. I think your growl, <laughs> your roar, probably the best ever. And so, since we have you here and you're the best ever at it. I would like us hosts to go take turns showing you our roar, and then I want you to pick which of us has the best roar. I can meow. I can't really is that, roar. Is, is, that, is that okay, Adam? Can you judge our roars and tell us what I, you I, I, Sure. I'm deaf in one ear and can't hear out of the other, but give it a shot. Okay, well, well, Brian, Brian Waters, our producer, you go ahead and go first. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot seat, baby. Well, I yeah. got to go first. Producer, oh. man. <laughs> yeah, see? That's good. That's good. So yeah, I'll, yo. Okay, I'll go next. I'll Do go it. next. So, oh, here it is. Here it is. So, 
You're so constipated. That's <laughs> okay. Well, Flobo, let's hear your roar. All right. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got it all, baby. <laughs> 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 Love it. Okay. All right, Brian, you can be objective. I'm not. Uh, Brian won this one. He brought that one deep from down in the bowels of the depths of the stomach on that one. <laughs> it's like you think you, you, you your floorboard a dub? The floorboard yeah, a dub? Yeah, I got a dub, baby. Talking about. <laughs> well, this this contest wasn't official, by the no. way. It wasn't oh, official. See, when I win something, it's never official. <laughs> see how it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, big big man, I appreciate you taking the time. But uh, before before I get you out of here, brother, uh, can you just could you just put yourself over and put over the promotion that's coming up next uh, this uh, next month? Oh, and, um, just yeah, just so, so everybody can everybody anybody that's listening in the earshot of this podcast can one right here wearing the new control your narrative merchandise available at controlyournarrative.co because we couldn't afford the M yet because it's like <laughs> 15 grand for some reason. So hopefully one of it hopefully after these two live shows we do, we can get the money to get the M on it. But no, yeah, and everybody can follow me on social media, Adam Shared 99 on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, if you're on TikTok, it's just going to be silly videos of Raquel pecking on me at the gym. That's all we do. Um, all the links and stuff. I'm very active on Instagram, especially um, with keeping up to date of what's going on, not only with me, but with Control Your Narrative, all the other crazy stuff that's going on in our lives. Uh, like I said, back in Florida right now, looking forward to this weekend for kicking off the Awakening Tour live at the Tin Roof. Uh, it's seven o'clock doors, I believe open, uh, five. I think we've had maybe, I, I want to say at this point, I think there's five VIP packages left. Otherwise it's completely sold out. So, you know, right off the, right off the get go, man, seeing the response from the community, especially locally here, it's going to be great. Like I said, being able to put some money in these performers pockets, we got guys driving in from all over, flying in from all over the country because we're doing, yeah. Saturday is our show. Sunday, we have our new project narrative initiation. Monday, we start filming uh, the narrative number three. And then, uh, you know, then it's headed to Dallas to get ready. The 31st Gillies, the world famous Gillies Honky Tonk Bar. Control your narrative. Waking number two will be taking over Dallas. So, you know, any chance you get, come out, check out all your control your narrative favorite superstars. Myself, EC3, Killer Cross will be debuting in Dallas. And we have a bunch of other stuff up our sleeves. I promise you, you miss out. You're going to miss out on history. My man, Adam Sher, brother, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. It's a little early for your boy, so I really, really appreciate you, brother, man. Best of luck, man. Uh, thank you all so much for having me on. Like I said, any opportunity I get to shine some positive light on what's going on with myself, the world, projects that I got going on, thank you guys for allowing me to use your platform to get my word out there. Yes, sir. Oh, before we before you go, you want to re, uh, check that roar thing. You get one more chance to change. <laughs> no, your, change no, your, he yeah. locked it in. <laughs> no. It is good to go. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Burgalicious definition. Make them boys go low. They want my treasures so they get the treasures from Yeah, and the new United States champion is a man from Ireland. It is... Fergalicious Finn Balor, fresh off the response. Listen, I got a response from Fergalicious. I was so shook. I thought the response was him 
get mad, but he, but I, I, I was like, did I say anything bad? But no, he liked it. Then he quote tweeted it, and he said, listen, he said, drink up. Listen, I'm not dead yet. Don't worry about me. I shall rise. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, whatever. You can, you can, you can say whatever you want to say, but that don't mean nothing. Like, would you? And the next thing you know, he was like, Evan, you didn't know what was gonna happen. I said, no, I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm the new United States champion at the expense of the great Damian Priest. I do not want to poo-poo the run he's had. He was consistent. He took on all comers. He fought. He was a fighting champion. Shout out to Damian Priest. But he fell to Fergalicious, the tweet responder. I got him. I got him to respond. Fergal, I got you to respond. Because you see my love. You see my passion, Fergal. You know I love you. You know, you, you know, you know damn well I love you. The man. real question is, is what did you drink up? Ooh. Listen, I kid you not. I kid you not. As soon as I kid, oh, right hand to God. Right in the gun. As the plane is landing in Washington, D.C. is when he pinned Damian Priest. I kid you not. I was like, and I, and I we went right to the spot. Dad picked us up, went all the way back up to PA, had a little shot before I went to sleep. And I was like, slancha. You know what I mean? I, did a, I said it in the Irish way for my boy. Did I say that right, Fergo? Yo, Brian, clip this out. I said slancha to the boy. You know what I mean? I had a little shot. Then I went to sleep and got ready for the Mac Mania podcast. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but, but guys, as I, as I, as I, as I, as I gush, there was some, there was some Rudy Poo that was on in the green room saying, I don't provide context. Yeah, I said Rudy Poo. Shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's a, that's an old school. When's the last time you heard Rudy, Rudy Poo? Yeah, I mean, Rudy Poo. Some Rudy Poo was like, I don't provide context. What the hell kind of context you want a professional wrestler? But I, I comment on the stuff I see. So let me provide context. I was very excited to see a man who was gone and, Whisked away, not on television, not at pay-per-views, not even at the damn Royal Rumble, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. to come out, rise, win the United States Championship, hopefully the Workhorse Championship title because the Intercontinental title is kind of like, you know, the 24-7-ish right now. You know what I mean? With all due respect, my favorite title of all time is, is, is not what it used to be. And I love Sami Zayn, but let's, let's stop this foolishness. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if he fights Johnny Knoxville, adorable. That's my favorite title. That's my favorite title. So, like, to see Whoa. Finn. Yeah, y'all went there, bro. And, 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 and anybody hear me knowing I ain't wrong, don't even play. That's the Intercontinental title. Let's stop playing. Let's stop acting like that wasn't the greatest title when we were all growing up. Wait, hold on. Let's stop acting. I ain't talking about these young whippersnappers. I'm talking about to the OGs out there that know what the Intercontinental title represented from the Shawn Michaels and the Mr. Perfects and the Bret Hart's of the world. We all know what it represents. Shout out to the great Reggie Parks. I got, I got, Shout I got, out wait, I got, what it used to represent. Excuse me. I got to say, right off the top, too, everyone just if anyone doubts the sincerity of an Evan T. Mac, go back to what he started and he said he saw Fergalicious responded and he said, did I say anything bad? And he double checked. That is the most real and honest thing you're ever going to say when someone who you say something about comments on your tweet, you yeah. go back and go, oh, wait, what did I actually whoa. say? So whoa, 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 you can whoa, tell, whoa, whoa, first you of all. You can tell everything that Evan says is true and honest because that is the most honest response. First of all, we, we, we've been doing this gimmick now. We're going to break down the fourth wall. We've been doing this break about fourth five wall? months now. Do you think if you said something bad, that me, who holds the keys to putting the tweets out there, would yes. put you out there in a bad light? Yeah. You know the you know the you know the beautiful thing about permission. You know, you know the beautiful thing about that is as God as God so is my angry. witness. As God is my witness. And I promise we're gonna get to this podcast eventually. But listen, this is my listen, this is my damn show. And I and I and I have this show with my, my three very close people that I really I really do love. They don't know, but I actually do love them. And oh. I and I could not do the show without them. I really couldn't. It's he told me to turn my mic on. <laughs> this is not a, this is not a fluke. This is not hyperbole. This is not me just saying that because it sounds good. I literally could not do the show without him. So no. I I literally when it when it happened and I seen he retweeted, I literally I, I looked at looked at my wife and I was like, I I, I ain't say nothing bad, right? And Heidi was like, You think Brian gonna post that? That's what she said. I was like, damn. <laughs> 
real. <laughs> she are like she this she's so confident in Brian's ability. She was like, she wouldn't have posted that if you said something bad. So you love Finn Balor. I go, yeah, but you know how, but you know how it goes though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I because if, if anyone's listening to this podcast, then anybody see me gush over the, the, the man that I call Fergalicious. And I call Fergalicious a term of endearment. Like, you should know that I love him, but sometimes you might word something a certain way and he might catch it a certain way. But he speaks English very well and he knew I was putting him over. <laughs> he knew I was putting him over. You know what I mean? You hear me? Look at them gushing right now. Yo, Fergal, you know what I mean? He said, and my drink wife's up. obsessed with you. I'm like, and my wife, he said, drink up. I was like, don't worry, bro. I had a shot for you right before I went to sleep. It was two in the morning and I was like, bye. Hit a nice little hit a hit a nice little shot of Crown Royale. Let me ask you a question then. Okay, so, what flow about? Hey, hey, look, first of all, I don't know how it became a celebration of life for for Fergal, but yet a burial near the title. title. But that's besides the point. I'm because I, I got sidetracked. You know, but you know I ain't wrong though. You know yeah, I ain't wrong. I mean, you're it's been, not. It's been dark not. times for the IC title ever know, since I that new ever since the new belt came in. It seems like it's been a disgusting. Uh, it's I, look, a bad, I told y'all the U.S. belt looked better. Um, I don't know. Uh, the the question I have though is one now that that Finn Balor is United States champion. What happens now? Is it kind of like that open challenge title? Does it become like that ever so often Brock Lesnar type situation or Randy Orton type situation? What happens no, next? That, for, for no, that's this what is, I was. That's what I was saying happening. though. We took no. We talked about it. I, that's what I said though. That's all I wish it was. Literally to me, that was what Cena did. Man, I hate to talk about the goat all the time, but I do. Like, listen, I love, but I love that concept. I love the open challenge concept in the title on the line every week. You have three hours. Stop playing with me. You have three hours and you have people in the back. Bring people out. Have wrestling matches. Have the great Finn Balor. And the thing about it is you have a workhorse champion who literally has been wrestling for more than two decades. He can he can do it. He can provide it. He's interchangeable. Finn can fight the biggest. He can fight the smallest. He can do it all. He's like a Swiss army knife. He's like an Irish army knife. That's, and that's, the, <laughs> beauty of, that's the beauty of someone like him being the champion, too. And you have to fill three hours. You could every week have a 20-minute banger match with him and insert someone else, even Max, if it's people who you don't that. necessarily think that they're going to win. If you have Drew Gulak come out there, and you can let Drew Gulak show just how good he is, and even if he loses, you go, well, that was still entertaining, and now Gulak has some mileage that maybe You disagree, Flo Beetle no, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily disagree, but this is exactly what happened between the months of October 2018 and the next year draft. Finn Balor, Fergal, was always in that second segment, three-segment match. He was a workhorse, so even though it seems like a progression being from where he's from, as a performer, you have to ask, is it kind of like being in a simulation? Are we doing this again in another dimension? You know? I think they have a lot of new cool talent. still, though. And, and, and right, let's not right. act like people aren't getting used to Damian Priest. So I think this is uh, really a way to elevate Damian Priest by taking him to another level. You know, you well, Will th- they do that? Will they do that, b I, I think, think so, that's what because it is? I think you, you've seen yeah. that that aggression, that mean streak. And then you have somebody who's beloved, like a Finn Balor, now is the champion. And I think it's going to do that. But he's also going to, I believe, I'm optimistic. I believe he's going to have some meaningful feuds with the title. I don't think it's going to be all open challenge, but I think he's going to have some meaningful feuds with this title. I'm telling you where WrestleMania is going. It's going to be, it's going to end up being the Damien side of Damien Priest versus the demon side of Finn Balor at WrestleMania. That's what we're getting. That's and a WrestleMania regardless, booking. Regardless of how they get there, Fobo, keep your hand on your face for the rest of this. It doesn't I am matter. face palming. Literally face palming. Because we are going to get a demon Finn Balor entrance at Mania, and that is awesome. I don't care how, I don't care what, I what we need to do. I disagree wholeheartedly because. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> They have, they have not really established that alternate ego. You can't just keep telling. You can't just he keep just, telling. He, he attacked, you can't. You can't pee attacked, on me and tell me it's raining. Fit. He attacked Classic. Well, you can. School. It just won't. You won't fall for it. <laughs> I'm like, can't get by me. That's that's pee. <laughs> My <laughs> asparagus? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh uh, god, but, but so... it, that's where you still have a few weeks. You're gonna build up that that D- Damien side of him, and I think that you're gonna let him be this mean bad guy that they've been wanting him to be. I think by the time WrestleMania rolls around, this is gonna be a fun little rivalry. It won't be rivalry of the year, but I think they have time to make some good stuff out of this. It's a damn good match, actually. Well, that's, it really was. That's, that's the sad part is that Damien Priest is such a good talent, but who's really asking for this when he was in NXT as a rock star fine when he was out there who's asking for 
minutes. Shooting for invisible arrows. I'm like, cool. But now I have two sides. I call one Damien and one priest. Uh, Is it actually a I priest? Will. And I'll be honest with you, the last time we saw the demon, he got a weird loss to the tribal chief. Or I still sore no about that. No loss to tribal chief is weird. It's yeah, just, fair it's, enough. <laughs> so now the demon as a character, really, if this really is alter ego, shouldn't be billed in advance. It should be a surprise. It's going to be on a marquee with someone with half a personality at WrestleMania. Now you're going to hot shot cool. this now? I agree. I agree with the Damien Priest thing because I think he's one of the few people that was legitimately just a cool wrestler. And I think they should have yeah. left, I should have, they should have left that alone. But his music was dope. That, I like that, his original music. But that ship yeah. has sailed. Like we can, we can say they should have done, could have done, would have done. Big facts. But this is in pro wrestling, you can't say that. You got to say, but this is where we are. You know, mm. the, hurt, the hurt business could have been still going strong, but mm. it's, still but going. it's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's still going. We got we to gotta, we move on to whatever the next thing is. So if this is where we're at, then if we can get a chance to see Damian Priest versus the Demon at WrestleMania I, and give them a chance to really tear it down, I think it's great. I think it'll be awesome. I'm excited for it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, yeah. Speaking of open challenges. On this day, as he clearly here I was with you with the Fergalicious track. This is different. It's so real to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that song for karaoke next time I go. <laughs> Shout out to Alter Bridge. Shout out to Edge. Shout out to the Open Challenge. Shout out to the person who answers. Shout out to the gentleman caller. The gentleman caller. <laughs> different kind of, different connotation. That's a different connotation altogether. <laughs> Phenomenal. The gentleman caller was the phenomenal AJ Styles, which really could steal either night one or night two, depending on how you look at it, could steal all WrestleMania. This could be one of the greatest matches in history. I don't want to hype it up too much because I'm getting very excited. Edge has already but had that. Fat, listen, listen, but, 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 Flobo, but on this day, do you see clearly? Everything come to life. I want to resign the Mac Mania podcast. I can't deal this work-based harassment of Edge. No, let's be honest with you, man. I knew Edge was a scoundrel. I know he was a bad dude. And now everyone's starting to see it. AJ Styles was someone I wanted to go to WrestleMania with a title in hand. He was my prediction for the Elimination Chamber, my prediction to win the Rumble. Man, I'm not good at predictions. Anyway, now I got to sit through this Edge match. Look, I don't know who people think. The edge is totally. Is like, it like the dentist office? You get like a root canal? I, I, yeah, that's why I feel like this guy Edge is so tired, oh. and everyone's like, "Oh, he's a legend. Ooh. He is tired. He's been doing the same thing since nineteen, no, two thousand two, thousand two. Let's be real, man. He hasn't really changed the game. He wasn't even wrestling for like seven years. What do you mean doing the same thing? He, he, he came back the same way. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm career. sorry. His entire came wrestling back the life was older. destroyed, and he came Don't back. Don't put that on like me. A, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. No, you, no, 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 no. You, 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 could, you might have a little Edge voodoo doll or something. I no, mean, <laughs> you you have to give Edge his credit. When he what cuts credit? a promo, he's able to somehow find the way the light is hitting so that it hits his face just perfectly every time. And Bro. it casts those shadows on his face. He's got looking crannies, right? He he <laughs> manages. No, we got. I don't know how he does. I don't know if he works with the lighting department because every time he cuts a promo, the light is hitting his face in a way that's different than everyone else. And it casts these shadows that makes him look so terrifying he's like a a green goblin almost he's got a scary face and uh he is got veins popping and edge and aj styles i think is going to steal the show it's going to be the best match at wrestlemania this is so good i'll give jack that i haven't been that entertained since batista's spotlight but i still think aj deserves better can, can we reserve something and here's the thing about wrestlemania and i'm a wrestlemania aficionado Ooh. Every time we talk hear about... That? You hear that? Yeah, every time we talk about this match... I'm a guy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> every time we talk about a match is going to steal the show, it doesn't live up to the hype. We, That's so we, true. We said that 
about Jericho and CM Punk at WrestleMania 28. It's forgettable. Forgettable. We said that about Shinsuke. both. Is that too? Shinsuke <laughs> and AJ Styles. It's forgettable. Uh, we even said that last year about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Nobody talks about these matches that Ooh. we want to say because it's like we've been clamoring for the Savage Steamboat match for so long. That match that we say that this was the match that was supposed to be the marquee and this was the match, Hogan Andre, that was supposed to sell the tickets, but it was actually this match that stole the show. And I haven't seen one match do that yet. With that being said, I think you're right, but I don't mm-hmm. want to say it because it's yeah. it's it's felt you don't want to jinx time. it. I know, I know, you know, because I know, I know. On this day, you want to see clearly everything that comes to light. <laughs> you gotta I know. let it hang out, Brian. You can't you can't live in fear. You gotta just put it out there. This is gonna steal the show. It's Ed, so real. AJ versus Edge is gonna be so fun. There, the promos next week are gonna be off the charts. We're gonna get a new AJ Styles. We're gonna get a new Edge, Stop. and it's going to Stop be with incredible. No, Edge propaganda. Come out Everyone's with this living this to try to justify the Look, fact that he's well edge you know he had a hair out of place stop, i don't know stop. this was the that only good. thing you, okay, look and i'm trying to look as objective as possible this guy's been a complete really? complete, complete, complete <laughs> nostalgia act everyone loved the brute entrance but i will admit the brute wasn't my thing but i can admit that it's cool but this the grit couple this whole thing now is not really doing anything different or, or else <laughs> aj styles can work with a broom he can do anything we want aj styles Big to facts. have his moment edge does it need to go to Mania, but now we're getting it because now he's a bad guy? Okay, I'll buy tickets. Oh I'll watch my. it. I'm not trying to say he's trash. I'm just saying when it comes to the biggest stages of all, Homeboy is getting a bit of a pass because he's Edge, not because of anything he's done no. the past year. It's because he can cut. You, you mentioned that AJ Styles can have a great Damn. match with a broom. Edge can cut a promo on a broom and still sell that match. That's the case. Why are the- perfect for this it- reason. It's so perfect. If so you bold. say that, why did he work with, with, with the Miz and the Miz buried him on the mic twice? How do you get ate by the Miz? Come on, Miz Jack. Miz Miz the Miz. Come on. If, you, you if, you're, if you're Edge, though, if you're saying you're good as Edge, if you're saying as good as Edge is, if you're saying if you're saying as Edge is good as he is, Edge is the goat. Edge is the goat. He's be on top. It should be great. It's not. Come on, man. This thing, this thing is Emperor's new clothes. So you're saying because you're saying because Edge is you're saying because Edge isn't the greatest of all time. He's trash. Everyone is person that's I'm just putting it out there, bro. I'm looking at this. The match is going to be great. It's going to quote unquote slap. But I hate this whole thing. I was like, oh my gosh, Edge is going to make it against AJ Styles. No, AJ Styles has a match, and his opponent happens to be Edge. Damn. How's your opinion so poor? Apparently, me and Ken are getting along. Towards Edge back in the day. Whatever, however you felt. Because it seemed like you're carrying it over. So, yeah, admit, this is this is a, this is a who hurt you. This is the yeah, part of you who hurt you. Like it's not yeah. your this fault. This man sat it's not your fault for ten years and came back better than what Ooh. he was before. Nine Ooh. years, right. he came like better. He, he, you know, sometimes when you can sit back away from the product and you can Ooh. take notes and realize, okay, well, I should have did right. this. I should have did that. You got to admit, Edge has gotten a lot better, and I'm an Edge fan, and I, I and I'm like, but you know what? He's gotten so much better. Get him psychologically. And in the ring. So so here's my thing. And, oh, and, and I'll be completely 100% honest with you. My per- I do have proof things as before, before his injury. So when I slice that part off, I am not denying that Edge has come back. And he's come back at a high level. And even though I don't know why you actually will build a match, the greatest wrestling match of all time, that whole thing with Randy Orton was great. It was solid. But the way really it's presented good. now is that Edge, a lot of these fans now are still riding that nostalgia wave which is great, but I think it's ultimately going to hurt him when it comes down to his legacy. You have someone AJ Style who's just been a workhorse for such a long period of time. Edge is going to have this match, but Edge is not going to be the Edge everyone thinks Edge is at New Year's Revolution. It's just not going to happen. And I think when I say that, everyone goes, well, you're just mad. I'm like, you have nostalgia goggles on. I can see this because the time where everyone was on Edge, I wasn't. And I can tell you that it's not going to be the same. I I, I disagree. Don't flow, flow, flow. Hold on, flow, flow. 
Don't need no hateration, hateration in this dancery. Musical edition of Black Panthers. <laughs> this dancery. Let's get it percolated. Why he you been singing it? today. Finn Balor won the title. He can't stop singing. I, I got hype, bro. Hype. Yo, I have no nostalgia ahead, Jackie, goggles on for Edge, by the way. I think what he's doing now got on his own are great. I think he's doing a great job, and I think that AJ is doing great. I don't. I. I think. The, I think you're looking. You're. You're digging too far into this for something to hate, Flo. I was fine. Y'all keep asking people. me questions about it. <laughs> you, you're slapping, you're face palming, you're rolling your eyes so hard. Yo, yeah, he was you very guys didn't say nothing. You he was fine. <laughs> he was very demonstrative, very In condescending. <laughs> Yo, so listen. So here's here's hoping that here's hoping that the match goes for six hours and football has to sit through it all because he'll be there live, brother, brother, sister, brother. So night two. Shout out to AJ. Like I said, I told you, I say it before and I'll say it again. The great AJ Styles can get a good match out of me. That's how great he is in my personal opinion. I'm not just saying that. I literally think he could carry me for an entire match. And I have zero, zero collar and elbow um, uh, experience. Zero. That's how great I think AJ Styles is. Yeah. Stop calling him Shawn Michaels. He's a different entity. He's a different version of Shawn Michaels. But he's not Shawn Michaels. I hate people say that. AJ Styles in his prime is no slouch. So it's, that's, it's almost a disservice to compare him to Shawn Michaels, even though Shawn Michaels is Mount Rushmore quality type wrestler. Mm -hmm. So how about we just leave AJ Styles on an island by himself with his phenomenal forearms? You know what I mean? <laughs> phenomenal forearm and coconuts and palm trees and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he's on the island. You know, Safer for everyone that way. That's two for an he, he said, yeah, it's, it's deep cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he opened in the coconuts because he's stranded on a desert island with his greatness. Yeah. But anyway, so, so. Is that the island, bro? We'll see what the Roman Reigns or is that something? So I wanted, to, I wanted to start a new segment. Uh, Brian's going to get some nice little X Files type music. I'm calling it the Mac Mania Files. That's where the music should drop, right? The Mac Mania Files is going to be all the conspiracies that out in the world that maybe not be in the dirt sheets yet, that somebody on this panel might have crazy, wild, harebrained ideas. And I was thinking about it. We have to create a space for this foolishness because a lot of foolishness happens that doesn't get substantiated. But I said, let's bring it on the show because I woke up in a cold sweat. I was like, wait a minute. What if this happened? What if this happened? Would you guys, you number one, do you think it's going to happen, guys? Number two, would it be dope if it happened? I started thinking start the Mac Mania Files, the first edition. What if Cody Rhodes is not coming to WWE, but what if he is? Or what if he isn't? What if he uses this opportunity to pull in a Lundra Blaze? Listen to me. Say. What if he gets in the ring and like has this moment with all the eyes on him? He stays in the middle of the ring. He like puts over AEW like right inside a WWE ring and like just like takes off a shirt and just like walks out the ring and like doesn't wrestle. What could that do you can you ever foresee that happening? Can you foresee Cody Rhodes shocking the world and making this whole thing about him leaving AEW be a gigantic coup in order to get more eyes on the product and do something that no one's ever done in the history of this business aside from a lunge blaze and shock the world at WrestleMania and walk out as an AEW like type person. Do you see that happening at all? Do I see it? I wouldn't. I would not bet the farm that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> but but if, if we're if we're if we're in a for funsies situation, this is a conspiracy. I'm thinking. I, I'm like, is he? What if he what did this? What if, if this is if, all? If he did, if he did that, I love it when company. I've famously, I love it when companies. I knew you take would like this. At, this is drama. I, I, lo I love it when when companies take shots at each other. So I would love it. I would think it was just delicious. I'd eat it all up. It'd be great. It'd be super fun. And again, I'm not. I'm not betting. Jack's farm on it, but it's uh, this would be fun. I think that'd be a it'd be it'd be the it would finally replace the tanks going to WCW moment. It would be one of those kind of things I think that lives in infamy infamy forever for all time. I listen. I, I woke up in the cold sweat. Listen, I was listening probably after that Finn Balor shot. Go ahead, maybe. But then my next question is: Then what if this whole thing's a work? What if AEW WWE is the same company? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> imagine that. If, well, if, they're owned by Disney. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Shouts in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, if that, if that happened, I would be floored because so many moving parts would have to come together. We're talking about like, like black sacks over the head going through tunnels in different cities for that to be a possibility. I don't know, Mac Mania Files. I don't know. Oh, uh, no, not at all. 
<laughs> nah, Damn, no. Brian. I was it's a, Brian, it's a I'm, bit. You're supposed to. Hell no. But this is what this is about. You got to take it anywhere you want to take it. And he this took it. He was like, kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shirt in the mail. Um, this is the reason why. If it was Kenny Omega, if it was the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. yeah. But the same reason that I will die on this hill, that Brett the Hitman Hart would not have taken the WWE's Winged Eagle Championship to WCW and dropped it is the same reason why Cody Rose wouldn't do that, and that is one word, legacy. It's the family legacy. It's the family business, and he would not do anything to disrespect the Rhodes name, the Runnels name. You know, so he wouldn't do that to disrespect his father. I would say he probably have a better chance at doing it if Dusty was still alive, just on the simple fact that he could, you know, make amends. And if Dusty wasn't in a company, but considering the way WWE is still honoring with the Dusty Classic, that's the reason why he wouldn't do that, because he wouldn't want to disappoint daddy. That's 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 all I'm saying. I don't want it, I don't want it to happen. It would just be really dope though. When he he would go down in history as the greatest of all time. Oh, so, oh I would lose my mind. It's just the <laughs> if he's like if he's there in the, the ring, just and he's the just like guts it would take to like hang back. Yeah, if he like, like let's say he re- in the oh, locker like, room and oh he wrestles a what if he wrestles a match and he comes at the very end of the match and like has a shirt he's like. And it's like well, all well, there's, 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 a, there's a video game. I'm not gonna mention because they're not sponsoring this uh this week's show. But there's a video game coming out, and if that's the case, you could create your story mode on that, brother. Yes. Oh, <laughs> see, maybe we put you over until we sponsor the show. Someone should be contacting our sponsorship department because you. <laughs> Could have just sold a million games right now, but Brian's smart here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's that's the Mac Mania Files, guys. You guys have any uh, weird conspiracy harebrained ideas, but bring them up, guys. We'll put them on the Mac Mania Files. A nice little space for it. It's a safe space. It's a safe space for, for stupid stuff I just said. It's so stupid. But what if it happened? It's so dumb. Fergalicious definition. Yo, Jackie, you got a, a poll, brother. Yeah, so this was, now speaking of hypotheticals and things like that, now I know that uh, there's there's some rumors going around. Well, we know for sure. Keith Lee's gone to AEW. Buddy Matthews gone to AEW. There's rumors that Shane Strickland is going to make his way to AEW. And of course, there are rumors that Cody Rhodes is going to WWE. Now I know that... I know that this isn't the way rosters work, and I know that this isn't the way the companies work together, but theoretically, I want to ask you guys, if AEW traded... Cody Rhodes to WWE for Keith Lee, Buddy Matthews, and Shane Strickland. Who do you guys think wins that trade? This Brian, we'll start with you. Damn. Oh, man. I, I, Damn. I, Damn. It's, 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 see, we, we, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Cody. Uh, the wow. WWE wins this one, and, and I know it's the the popular thing would be to say, okay, well AEW got more bodies, whatever, whatever. But I'm gonna say WWE wins because of the short term investment that, and, and we're all obviously we talking about this being book right. You can make Cody instantly come in there, being uh, it's Roman Reigns, instant babyface. Mm-hmm. And remember, I said, if y'all remember, I said a few uh, probably like Mac Mania 13, 14, 15. I want to see Roman lose to somebody that he hasn't faced before. I'm willing to say I would be okay if it was Cody Rhodes coming in there, white me baby face, American hero, not the American nightmare, and then, boom, he takes down the tribal chief. If done right, that would be fine because we haven't seen it before. Um, And then there's the endless possibilities. And because you could bring this guy in to do that, that alone makes WWE win that trade. I would I would love that. And that that's that's the only reason why I give it the edge, because the bodies to me outweigh Cody, but it's the matchups I can't get past. I can't get past the matchups, brother, like that right there. Rome, Roman and him, Roman and uh R- Roman and um Cody, Cody and Edge, Cody and AJ, uh Cody and Fergalicious. You, you know what I mean? Like, like I that I can't get past. I can't get by the matchups. If you tell me I get those matchups, then that that trade goes for that goes to Cody Rose. I don't know about you, fellas. I feel like I'm on an episode of First Take or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you guys. I was like, well, look what AEW is getting. Three bodies for their expanded platform of content. No, it's true. Especially I'm telling you, three, three, 
Free quality bodies, though. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just saying it's the matchups I can't get by. Oh, absolutely. AEW gets everyone. WWE gets everyone. Everyone wins. But that's right, Jack. I have to side with the E here. Not because I'm somehow shilling for the company, but because the Dude. money market of these box office matches are top tier. I shill for whoever pays the checks. <laughs> yes. I want you people to hear my voice. I shill for Ringa and Spotify. <laughs> Make it, please be clear. I am for sale. Yes. Okay. How many times do we have to say this? We're hey, very for sale. Hey, yeah. But just be, hey, just be, but just be right about it. Just be right about it. Integra if Disney what? called us tomorrow Integrity. and was like, yo, shill, we'll give you $100,000. I'm like, I shall be the shill. Stop, guys, guys, Have you guys, seen it? Have you seen Encanto? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, doing? yo, we, we really do need to talk about hey, Bruno. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Go Jack. No, go Jack. I, I think the, the the safe answer. I think this is actually would would be win win for everyone involved because Cody Rhodes is a perfect fit in WWE. You could plug him that's in at the top, and that's exactly what WWE wants is those big stars. But I think AEW. I look at those names: Keith Lee, Buddy Matthews, Shane Strickland. Now looking at the idea that they could all be there, they seem built for what AEW does. That's part of their system. You Max. you could say. I think it, it works really really well for them. Uh, it's it's hard. I, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm. Gonna, I hate to make it across the board here, but I think I would go with uh, Cody Rhodes and and WWE as being the winner in that because I think much like basketball, wrestling is a superstar sport, and I think uh, having Hit having the biggest name is better than having a lot of good names. If that makes Hit sense, uh, I would rather have a, a peak. LeBron James than three guys who are uh, great, but not the best of all time, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that's the same thing that goes with wrestling. Cody Rose is as close as you're going to get to a peak level performer. And if you can get him, any trade is worth it. Hey, the Lakers, like uh, they might not, they might look bad now, but at the end of the day, they won that trade because they got one thing. They got the 17th championship. At, at, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, when you get it, when you get it, get the chip, it's like the Rams, they, they mortgage it for, oh, they're giving away so many pieces. I go, they, 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 they won the Super Bowl. Like, yes. It doesn't matter. But what about the future? I go, so? <laughs> yeah. Ask the teams that have never won a Super Bowl how they feel about the future. In the future, they keep losing. The Rams won the Super Bowl. We're done here. Actually, they, you, you can't come back as an expert and be like, well, they don't have a pick until 2028. I go, okay. No, it can work. Yeah, Super Bowl. If you can get a Super Bowl, any trade is worth it. No joke. Like you could tell, you get Gary. Like I said, they asked the great Jerry, we'll get out of here, but they asked the great Jerry Jones, what would you trade? How much would you spend for a, a Super Bowl ring for the Cowboys? Again, he goes, everything. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second. That's how much that means to a billionaire tycoon. That is the great Jerry Jones. But we out of here, y'all. Um, Orgalicious definition. Make the. But um, yo, bro, put that so put that track on. We got the rights to that, man. Put play that track, man. Damn, <laughs> it's by Stacey Fur. It's Fergalicious. Black Eyed Peas. Play so, the track, oh, man. Oh, my bad. I, 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 Damn. <laughs> I thought you made it up. We got like six seconds. We got like six seconds to play a play the track, man. Fergalicious. It's called Fergalicious. Damn. <laughs> it's tasty, yo, tasty. Yo, we, it's kind of hot. We out of here, man. Mac Mania. Oh, I can't. Oh, we got a dope guest next week, y'all. We out, we out, we out, we out. Oh.